What's up, everybody? We'd like to welcome you to another episode of Crown Conversations, the podcast. This is your host, AJ. And this is your other host, Jenna. Boom. Boom, boom. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. How was your weekend? I'm great. How was your weekend? What did you do? What my did you weekend. In? Did oh, you I'm do? starting off with how my weekend was. Yes, we always start off with how. No, you, no, no, we always start off with yours. Yeah, but okay, I, well, I, I, I want to start off today. Okay, well, cool. No, no problem. How was your weekend? Set the foundation. My, my weekend was very eventful. Okay, per usual. Per usual. What happened? Um, it was a lot of social media banter. Okay. Oh, that's my favorite kind of banter because people don't be really like about what they saying on social media stuff. So. I mean, it was hilarious. If you witnessed the melee, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, it with macaroni see, and cheese. I didn't see everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see everything, but I just well, I, I'm referring to. Let me clear this up. I'm referring to you saying social media banter because people like to pop off. Oh the yeah. Screen and then, but however, whatever you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I saw the um, Velveeta that you wanted some Velveeta. Yeah. But apparently I, I'm not allowed to eat it. But okay. Why Why can't you eat? I, I'm no longer allowed to eat Velveeta because it caused that much of a problem. Oh, they paying for it? Who? Oh. Oh. Know, well, that's good. What else did you do? Not sure what that. Well, not, I'm not. I'm. Li- I'm literally looking at him. Not sure about any of this shit. So I'm just going. You don't know it. what's going on. No, I really. I really just want to just. It's. It's obviously some deeper shit. <laughs> <laughs> versus this Velveeta cheese box. So I'm. So um. <laughs> you try to remain neutral. Unlike you were today. Switzerland. Okay. Got or it. Is it, is it Switzerland? Yeah, Switzerland. Switzerland. I'm, I'm Switzerland right now. But after um, that mess on twitter i went to the uh, movies and i saw this movie called ready or not how's your take on it It was really good like from like a to f it was an a really for sure it was an a that movie doesn't even look like it's gonna be that good no like Mm, i didn't i didn't know anything about the movie but my friend wanted to go see it so i was like okay all right i'll go see it and then it was dope like it was Funny, but it was still like a good horror film. Hide and seek. Well, they got They got to kill each other. It, yeah, you would have to go and watch it. it. Yeah, but okay. it's dope. It's not like a whole bunch of twists and turns and stuff. It's easy to follow. Right. But it was a great, great movie. Like I would go see it again. Okay, cool. So how was your weekend? Mine was great. I spent it with um, friends. Um, my friend graduated with her masters, so we all got together. My the girls, the FAMU girls, I like to call them. We just hung out and had a good time. Got drunk. We went to. I went to Revel. How is it? I went to Revel. I, I like Revel. So I know Revel is dope. You know when there's like a fam you event no, going on, on but a, a non fam you event. How was very, it? Very. It's very. It's 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 nice. I like it. You don't have to like. You still put on like club clothes, mm-hmm. but it's like a nice mix between classy and ratchet. So it oh. was it was it was ratchet. <laughs> it was ratchet. Why don't you just say clash it? Oh, cliche, cliche, yeah. What? Clash, cliche, 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 Because cliche don't sound right. You gotta say that, you know. Cliche, you know. All right, Antonio, let's get to, let's figure this. I'm out. so done with you for the day, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, we said episode ten was gonna be the rawest one, so this is literally how raw we're gonna get today. So, like, we're tr- like, what? Just so you guys can know, this episode was 
the second time of us recording it. Yeah, because the first time. Because the first time. And it don't was nobody too much. ask us to send y'all the what you call Now, see, I might send. If no, somebody want to hear, I'll send not. this one. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you are not. How are you going to tell me what I can send off my MacBook? You are absolutely correct, but you're not going to do it. Let's just, why, 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 why? Because it was funny. You know what? Once you once Antonio gets started, child, he don't stop. Tasmanian <laughs> devil for real. That's what you are. Tasmanian goddamn devil. So anyway, what we got today? Who's the jester? So the jester of the the jester of the week. I thought you was gonna say what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is the jester of the week? The jester of the week is um your people, your aunts, your uncles, cousins. Going into Popeye. I thought you meant my people for real. I was like, what? <laughs> Showing they ass over this damn chicken sandwich. I told y'all last episode. What did I say last episode? I said, go get the Popeye sandwich. Because that shit was good as fuck. I mean, you said get the Popeye sandwich, but you ain't tell people to go in there and be cussing. Well, it's a it's a certain, listen, Popeye's is just, it's not known for the best customer service. So you have to expect that type of situation to occur. I'm waiting on my moment when I'm sending the Popeyes and shit pop off. No, but I, I'm I, not I talking about the Popeyes employees. I'm talking about the people. Yeah, yes. you have to understand. Like that's just nah, that's unacceptable. Let me tell you why. Of course, you're gonna tell us why. I'm gonna t- always tell you why. All right, whatever. I wo- I worked in fast food. Me too. I worked in fast food. Okay. So. Having a customer hollering, screaming in your face over some shit that you don't even have any control over. It's unacceptable. It's un- it's it's not even that. The like I said, the customers that go into these Popeyes be about their life for real. And the customer service that they're getting, they don't be understanding that they about their life for real too. So when you have two wrongs, they gonna make a right, but no. you're not gonna come in you're not gonna come while I'm serving you. Talking greasy and talking right, crazy. Exactly. Okay, so that's why they pop off and that's why boom, it's a fight. But if the customer didn't come in there acting and talking crazy, it would be no oh, issue. No. If you come in, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, because, like, did you see the video today? I've seen several videos you see of people fighting. The one where the, little, where the customer called the boy Mr. Slow Ass and he started, he was real upset. <laughs> but he looked like he was slow. No. That young man, I really felt bad. Because, you know, like, I really empathize and sympathize with, like, people who work in fast food. Because, I mean. I do, too. They're underpaid. That 725 hurt. That fast food shit. They need to be making more money. But, honest to God, truth, that man should have been removed from the restaurant. It was a woman, actually. Okay, well, her ass should have been removed from the restaurant. It's not hard. You have to have look, if you're working at a fast food at a fast food place, your your managers have to be in support of you because you are an employee. Right. So if you are working in a situation where you don't feel comfortable because your manager is an ain't shit manager and doesn't care whether you come or go, it's time for you to leave that establishment. I mean, let's be serious. I when I was working in fast food, I knew that wasn't my career. Right. I actually got a girl fired when I was at work. I sure did. Well, I got fired from McDonald's. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't get fired from Buffalo Wild Wings, but I damn sure got a bitch fired. With no, and I didn't. I had no remorse because you knew better. If you knew better, you do better. Because her white ass thought she was black. 
And I reminded her she was not. Jittery. But no. But yeah, I just want people to just try to be a little bit more courteous and respectful to the people who handling their food. Because not everybody is wrapped too tight in the head. And one day you're going to come across that person. They're going to mollywop your ass. And I don't give a damn about no sandwich or not. Respect me. I got fired over some fucking cheese. You didn't put the cheese on the sandwich? No. The the cheese, it was time to switch over from breakfast to lunch. And (laughs) I had left the cheese out. And I, I was in the middle cleaning up. And I guess it was really hectic. And I guess I wasn't moving fast enough for the district manager because, of course, the district manager's manager is there, mm. white guy. Mm. So he was like, he got in my ear and started hollering in my ear. Oh no! About some cheese. No, we. Oh, no. let me tell you something. I turned that motherfucking restaurant out. Yeah, no. Not and my manager was like, "No, I left." And came back because I need to get my check. And my manager was like, um, "AJ, I need to speak with you." I was like, "What?" Um, Chris doesn't no longer what you working here. I was like, okay, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I got my respect. But anyway, off of the fast food. Um, so the VMAs aired last night, Monday. Did you watch it? It was a snooze fest. Don't even get me started. It was a snooze fest. I literally once once Missy Elliott. The first of all, they gave my girl ten minutes. They didn't even give her ten minutes. Seven. They gave her seven. I give her seven. Yeah. It was just a snooze fest. From Taylor Swift opening to that New Jersey. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't feeling it. I just. And now y'all see why I go so hard for the BET Awards. Yeah. Now y'all see why. Now y'all see why. Baby, because them VMAs was shitty. And the VMAs used to be the upper echelon. It used to have the. Everybody who was anybody would come. Diddy used to be there. Beyonce was there. Jay-Z was there. I mean, the the who's who's would come to the VMAs. It was sleepy, tired, yawny, like. Mm, I, um, I didn't know who the hell. Missy that, did the best. That Rosalia girl was. I have no idea who who what you're talking was. about. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. But, and I, you know, applaud, you know. MTV for finally stepping up and honoring Missy for the Vanguard Award. Kudos. But she has such a catalog that that performance should have been longer than seven minutes. That performance really could have been set the fuck off. When she did Lose Control, there's no reason why Sierra couldn't have came out. Listen, I was waiting on Sierra to come out. She should have did One Minute Man, had Trina and Ludacris come out. That could have been a shutdown set. Stiff tongue, a stiff dick. One minute. <laughs> Yeah, now to please me, you gotta sing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only know the whole know the lyric for real. But part. no, like I really feel like they didn't do her justice. But I mean, she got her award finally. But I don't understand how I I understand, but I don't understand. I like when Beyonce did her Vanguard performance, it was at least fifteen to twenty minutes. And when she performed, I think in twweny seventeen, when she was promoting Lemonade. 15, 20 minutes. There's yes. no reason why Missy should not have gotten the same respect in the same regard. I totally and completely agree. Who like, better, who a better performer? You should, Between Missy and Beyonce. But shit, Beyonce. Oh. Now don't make me oh. give Missy her props, and it have to make me have to bring it back, bring it okay. back and break shit down piece by piece. We're gonna, gonna keep it very surface level. 
But yeah, she was okay. I mean, it was cool. Um, we don't spend too much time on the VMAs because I mean, there's, there's really nothing, nothing to, to talk, talk about. about. <laughs> it was a snooze fest. It was Normani. Nothing to talk about. I'm not going to say nothing to talk about Normani. I, what I will give Normani her props for is for being able to dance and entertain because she was pop blocking and dropping it. Like, yeah, I saw that. She did it in the video. Next. This shit was a snooze fest. I don't even know why we still discuss it. Yeah, that. like, it was trash. Like, you're trying to come up with No, I'm not up. trying to come up with anything. Oh. I just want to make sure that I highlight the, no. the two most yeah, important parts. That was Normani, Missy. Boom. Nothing else. Did you like, everybody was up and arms about Lizzo, too. You already know. We have already established how we feel about Lizzo. I can't get into it. I've tried three times. Can't do it. Yeah, so. I'm not even going to try anymore. And I'm glad Lil Nas X won his award. But, like I said, snooze fest. Anyway. So, we're going to get into the main topic of this episode. Um, so, it's funny because I was just literally on, you know, Twitter earlier today. And, you know, we were just, I was just having a general conversation. I literally just tweeted, like, who came up with nine to five? Um, um, I think I kind of know the answer. That's I don't know. Well, just, just leave where it's at. Oh, okay. I said, who came up with nine to five as far as, like, working hours and... Yeah, that, that was pretty much it. That was my tweet. I said, who came in with 9 to 5? And then it just spurred a whole lot of conversation as, in regards to, like, adulthood, adulting, mm-hmm. um, jobs, people, you know, being in positions, you know, where they're grateful for their job, of course, but they know that they are, you know, desiring and wanting better, wanting to leave their current position where they're at, but they have to stay there in order to pay their bills and to live and survive. So I just feel like, you know, we can talk about and expound on that because, I mean, I've definitely been there currently sort of kind of feeling that way. Adulting. And not adulting. Culture of jobs. Because, like, the reason why I tweeted 9 to 5, like, who came with 9 to 5? Because, really, I don't know anybody unless you're, like, a doctor or something that important where you are literally utilizing those eight hours and doing work. Like, I feel like the day could be shorter and should be shorter. Well, we can blame Henry Ford and Theodore Roosevelt. I ain't gonna give you that one of judgment for that. You for know, I'm a history nerd, so. I what did they have to do with it? Well, Henry Ford created the forty-hour work week. Okay. And I think one of the presidents, I'm not sure what Theodore or Franklin. One of them. Yeah, it was like some labor law, so they enforced it all together. So that's why we work forty fucking hours and be off two days. That was my history nerd girl moment of the uh, of the podcast. Stay tuned for more next episode. <laughs> you are so crazy. So, have you ever like been in a position where you have a job, mm. but you know that you want better, want more? But you stay in that position and stay in that job because it's what's paying the bills and what you aspire to do and be doesn't necessarily um, generate the money my, to survive immediately. My entire six years in Tallahassee. <laughs> Working. Doing what? You talking about like your fast food and all that stuff? Yes. And I used to remind them daily that this was not my career. How about in adulthood? Or are you know. doing what you want to do now? Yeah, I'm doing what I want to do now. It took me a minute to do the transition from like from communications to HR. But mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'm doing what I want to do now. Because it's, it's the world. Of, well, if you all don't know, I'm in human resources now. I'm, I'm getting my master's in human resource management. Mm-hmm. I'll be done next May, next July, between those two months. So May, June, July, whatever. However, um, the transition between journalism, well, I I went into communications thinking that I wanted to do communications. I don't, To this day, if you ask me why I went into communications, I don't know. I'm going to tell you, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I used to write a lot, mm-hmm. and I used to, like, I still do. Like, I keep a journal and shit like that. But it when I got, when I started my classes in school, it was the complete opposite of what the fuck I I should have majored in maybe English or creative writing. Mm-hmm. But even then, what was that going to give me? Yeah. So um, I did my stint with the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really knew communications is not going to be for me. Like city government, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not shunning the city of Atlanta. But like city government and working in city government, everything is slow. Everything has its own pace. The people that work there sometimes, well, not there at City of Atlanta, but the people that work in most city government municipalities, they just, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They go to work, maybe mm, get a, might get to work at 8.30. After lunch, they're not doing anything else. It's a wrap. Because it's the city, so you like you have to just wait. You got to wait on signatures to get signed. You have to wait on commissioners to approve shit. So they on their own schedule, so you create your own schedule. So that's when I really knew communication just wasn't for me. Okay. So I did my extensive research, and I was like, oh, HR, because I was thinking about teaching, mm-hmm. and I was just like, no, I don't want to teach nobody badass kids for eight hours of my day, and then go home with the shit, mm-hmm. so you don't really get a break. Shout out to all the teachers out there. So I was just like, no, I'm. so I did some research, and if I could, I wanted to apply my same skills, transferable skills that I received in journalist communications. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to teach, you can teach in HR, training and development. Right. Boom, right. there you go. So, um, unfortunately, I have not stepped my toe into training and development yet. I'm in talent acquisition. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that right now. I'm good. I know I'm not going to be in talent acquisition for like 15 years, but for right now, recruitment is, is making me it's making me. And see, that's dope because at least you know. Well, I know what I want to do, but Mm -hmm. it's good that you are comfortable with being like the office type. Oh, yeah. You're the office type. See, I'm not. See, I've. It's taken like a lot of trial and error. And of course, you know, I tell people all the time I love my job. I'm appreciative of my job. I mean, it pays my bills and I'm great at it because that, you know, like recruiting is in my background. All that stuff is awesome. But the core of me is really like a creative person. Right. Me too. So I just, I just feel so confined in in that space. So confined in an office space. But what you do in recruitment, you're, you're not necessarily confined. But I mean, yeah, that's when I'm traveling, but I'm talking about I'm more so in the office. In the office? Yeah, more so in the office. Like, I think I look at it like this. I don't mind having an office job because I have other things that will keep me creative, i.e. this podcast. Yeah, I, and that's what I, my point was. Like, <laughs> I just like in getting into a space where like I, I was sitting and talking to myself, and I was just like. Were you answering back? If I was, I was. I can't remember. <laughs> but I was just sitting, just like thinking, you know, 
because I'm always very conscious of what I'm thinking because I don't ever want to come off like crazy or think something crazy and then be in a position where I don't want to be in, like unemployed. So I literally just sit and think, and I was like, I'm appreciative for what I have and, you know, what I'm doing, but I know my heart's desire. I know what I want to do. I just have to, you know, figure out how to get there. And I really am just like praying and hopeful that, you know, with this podcast and the, and the other creative stuff that, you know, that I'm currently working on, that it takes off in the way that I know that it can, because I know that I'm really just like a free spirit and I like to come and go as I please and being confined mm-hmm. in an office, like you have these set hours mm-hmm. is not going to work. And another thing that really like ignited this thought was because I was actually talking to a student. And he was um, telling me that he, I won't say the name of the company, but he interned for a very popular tech company mm. over the summer. Right. And he was just telling me about, like, the culture of it. And, you know, he did, you know, he received a full-time offer once he, you know, graduates. But he was just telling me, like, the culture of it. He was like, you know, they, first of all, they dress down. They can wear whatever they want. Yeah. A lot of companies are doing that now. I need a lot of more companies to get on board. Yeah, a lot of companies are. I, I mean, when I go to work, I can wear jeans to work. And see, like he, come, like he was like, they didn't have like set hours. It was like as long as they got what they, you know, were supposed to do and were, mm-hmm. were productive. You come and you go, sort of, kind of like when you please, and just like, just like the culture of the company. Like there's free food. Like it's just like I was like, wow, yeah. like flexibility, like. Mm-hmm. When you are looking for work and things like that, that is important. Very. It's work-life. I think a lot of companies are focusing now on work-life balance mm-hmm. because it's it's been times where people get so stressed out at work that they end up killing themselves or they end up killing other people on the damn workplace. Now, we done heard several stories about that. Shit. That, that escalated quickly. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, it's like now that this has been happening before. Mm-hmm. You have people in HR, HR strategy. That's what I'm saying. Like, H, let, me, let me tell y'all something. HR goes a long way. But you have people like that trying to come up with ideas to make sure that people are coming to work, doing their work, but not feeling like they're at work. Mm-hmm. Because that's why, like, nowadays you see um, cubicles don't look like cubicles anymore. They're open. Right. It's more of an open workforce mm-hmm. of an environment with something like, I mean, you have to love and hate it because it's just like, oh, like y'all over my shoulder. Yeah, but, no privacy. But really, it's it's working on, you know, you're seeing people every day. Mm-hmm. It, everything is bright. So it's like a psychology behind it. So you won't feel like you at work. Yeah. I think that is that will be good, and I hope like in the future to see like more companies and more yeah. places adopt that life. I'm mean, not lifestyle, but way of thinking. And a lot of companies are allowing you to re- work remote. You're at home. That would be awesome. Yeah, see a lot, and then again, some people, some higher ups don't support the lifestyle of working remote. I don't get that part, but whatever. But my job, you can definitely work remote. You can go in the office. You can wear jeans. You can wear your cute stuff. You can wear your suits, your backpacks, and mm-hmm. your flip-flops. I walk in the office every day with flip-flops on, but I change them. And I don't know, like, it was like for the past two days, like, this has literally been on my heart. I was like, I wonder if anybody else feels like this. Because, like, literally when I'm in my office, like, it was like a moment when I was in my office and I felt like 
shit was closing in and like I was like getting boxed in. So and you, you know, needed to go walk around. No, that's what I did. Cause, you know, I because I'd like to. But I think you're just not happy at that job no more, friend. Do not say that. Okay. <laughs> because I do. Like I said, I do like my job and I do like what I'm doing. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just know that deep down in my heart, like I know like what I want, and then until I get there, I'm going to be like well, chasing after steps. baby steps. You gotta take baby steps. Gotta crawl before you walk. Yeah. I was talking to one of my friends um, earlier today. Uh, I won't say her name because I just don't know how she feel comfortable with me saying her name. But she just started, you know, started working, you know, and she said that she took the job just to take a job because she felt like pressure from like family. She felt pressure from like all that stuff. And that's another thing that, you know, that we don't really often talk about or acknowledge the fact that outside of your own personal pressures and things that you put on yourself, sometimes people take jobs and just do certain things just for the approval of others and family. Well, I'm going to sit here and say she might not be happy at that job. She's not. I know. I know she's not because she's doing it because other people want her to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I, I can't. I'm not even that type of person. I can't get taught to do something I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't Because I had job offers when I didn't, when I wasn't working. We both did. Yeah, and I just wasn't ha- I wasn't doing it. Oh, well, Jenna, why don't you do this? No, I'm okay. Remember when remember um I was telling you about when I when I wasn't working, I was like, "Friend, I don't care how bad it get. I'm not doing Lyft." Oh, you already know I want Uber and our lifting. I have a paranoia about it. It's not even now I'm looking. I don't look down on people that do at it. all. I just have a paranoia about it. Like I just, I just, ooh, just. Like ooh. I'm very paranoid, and you gotta worry about like, and it's just been so much crazy shit happening where you motherfuckers get in the car, car about to slice your throat. Who. Somebody might uh-uh, get okay. sick in the car. You get sick in the car. I'm done for the day. Like and that's I it. Damn, sure ain't delivering nobody no food off no postmate. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I don't even like delivering my own fucking food. Make you think I'm gonna do yours, man. So it's <laughs> all it's all about like you can't just let people pressure you into doing anything because you are not going to be happy about it. Like that's just the bottom damn line. You're not gonna be happy about it. Then you're gonna be miserable as fuck. Then you're gonna go to work miserable as fuck because you don't want to be at that job. But then also the thing about it is that this is where when adulting kicks in. Like I hate it here. You <laughs> don't like it, right? But you, but you can't. You gotta deal yeah. with it because you gotta. You have bills and stuff like that. And um, this um other young lady I know from Fam, her name is Itopia, and she was just talking about, you know, like the nine to like she was like nine to five is the ghetto, like to her. You know what I'm saying? Like because she and she said that she applauds her parents for like doing it for twenty plus years and raising kids, like. Oh, yeah. I applaud my parents for doing that shit. Like, nine to five, you got to come home, cook, be a parent, do homework, do, like, do it's it just so much. Like, see, yeah, my mom worked for the airline, so that schedule was based off the airline, like, mm-hmm. the flight schedule. So she didn't have, like, a nine to five. Like, she would do the five to two a.m. shift mm-hmm. if it was, like, during the weekend. And on the weekend, she would do, like, a maybe a, a nine to eight or 11 to eight. But it was never like a nine to five. And it's funny because, like, you have to have, like, this type of conversation. Well, for me, I'll speak for me. Like, I'm more comfortable having this conversation amongst my peers. 
than with my parents. Because they don't get it. Because, you know, like, they old school. Like, they, they really like. That generation, just, they don't yeah, get it. Yeah, they're like, what they you mean? You like, don't, what the hell you mean? You what you mean? You want like freedom? You, feel, you need to, because you got bills. Like, that's the thing. Like, you got bills. You need to do this. I don't care if you like it or not, blah, X, Y, Z. Who going to pay the damn bill? Right. You Well, just do that until so forth and blah, blah, blah. So, and then you can do this. Like, so what do you think, like, caused the shift in the way, like, our parents think and then the way this generation thinks? Like, what like what attributes to that? I think when we realize that you do not have to stay at a job for a long time to get that experience. Plus, the economy was shitty. Mm-hmm. Like, our generation, we really went through a lot of shit, and we didn't know we was going through a lot of shit. The recession, mm-hmm. World Trade Center. Yeah. Um, George Bush was president. <laughs> George Bush was president. It, it, we went for, for those eight years that we were teenagers. So we went through a whole hell of a lot of shit. So then we realized, I feel like we realized that we don't have to work at a job for 20-plus years mm-hmm. just to retire and be twiddling our thumbs later. We can exercise all different avenues, and it still can come together as one. Yeah, I think for me, I just think it has to deal with, like, of course, there's always steady progression, you know, with technology and stuff like that. But I feel like we've been exposed to so much, like, not, like, negative stuff but just exposed to like our peers doing things and like having that mentality like well hell if they can do it yep. i can do it yep. so i just think it it has a lot to do and plus everything is not for everybody either yeah you're right so everybody like me personally i don't have to sit like i don't i can do an office job i can do well really i can do any damn thing i put my mind and heart to so right now i'm okay with this environment mm-hmm. because I know that I can apply it to do something else, right? Like a nonprofit, mm-hmm. or I can do something else like real estate. Because at the right. end of the day, I know me, and I know if I, like I said, if I put something forth, I can do it and make money from it. So I have some ideas of my own that's brewing in my head. I don't roll down. That's good, and we have some things that we're working on too. I just think. That sometimes with me, like, I have to do, like, self-evaluation on a lot of things. And I just have to realize that certain things take time. Yeah, exactly. Things don't happen overnight. I don't think you understand that. You personally don't have that. You don't understand that kind of stuff. You need that shit to happen right now. No. You got you to gotta relax. But it it's more than that. Yeah, like, it seems like that. But if you know, like, my background and my history and stuff like that, like, I just feel like I have been at, like, this entertainment stuff for a long time, like, trying different things, trying different avenues, trying to plug into here, trying to plug into there, you know, getting told no, a lot of dead ends and stuff like that. And, of course, that, you know, builds character and it's all with the story. And I'm, you know, happy that, I have experienced the things that I have because it just, like I said, it builds character. It makes you stronger. It makes you wiser. So you can, you know, learn how to maneuver better in certain right. situations, learn mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't work. But damn, like I'm ready for some shit to like pop off. And it's not because it's lack of effort on our part or my part. It's just like, you just waiting for something to happen. Just waiting and not even waiting. Like I've, been trying to go after stuff and it's just like this God that one time that thing gonna stick. God got it. 
<laughs> Lord, please, if you hear the kid Amen. over the podcast, make it happen soon. Cause damn. But I mean, adulting, adulting came at me pretty quick though. Cause I'm coming, like I'm like I like I. It's funny cause I am spoiled when it comes to handling business. Cause I know my mom can do it. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm having to do it, I hate it here. I can like it, like I just she just like. Bro, that adulting shit whenever is I have a to make, scam. Whenever I have to make a doctor's appointment. I literally call my mom. Jenna, that don't make no damn sense. Come on now. Honey. Now, see, me, I'm very self-sufficient in that regard because I've always felt, you know, I always thought I was grown. So I was always doing That's shit. That's fine. But if my mama can do it, go ahead, sis. Go ahead and hook me up. Girl, it don't matter what time. Just let me know when I need to be there and when I need to be ready. That is ridiculous. I just said it just started for me. She hasn't made a doctor's appointment in a while. But in college, she was. I feel like college really just like gave i'll speak for me gave me like a false sense of like what life was like because as soon as i walked across that stage like life came at me hard like mm-hmm. sally may calling oh, oh she definitely calling these loans is due if you defer the interest is going to accrue here and here you got this long oh if not it's going to affect your credit i have one word like forbearance please that forbearance shit's wear out bruh no they okay i know a lady right now she worked for the city, right? Nah. She went to Morris Brown, okay? <laughs> In like the early 90s. Uh-huh. Forbearance. She's been doing that shit since then. Her, something fucked up. Right. She, I, I'll let her tell y'all her forbearance stop, story. Listen, y'all need to stop letting these folks tell y'all that something gonna fuck up because forbearance me, please. Period. Three words. Forbearance me, please. Simple. I would like to sit down and talk with her because I know some shit fucked up. All right. Well, you can sit down and talk with her, but I know ever since them people be motherfucking calling me. Forbearance. As an adult. Forbearance. As an adult. What is the... Forbearance. If you don't let me get my damn question out, I heard you. Forbearance, you please. Thank you. Shit. As an adult, what is the one thing... I want to say, I guess you can say that hit you the hardest. Like, what is the one thing as an adult that you didn't know was like, was like really real until it hit you? The past two weeks of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into detail. Y'all, if y'all can see my face right now, because I know what she's talking about. Ooh, <laughs> and no. baby, let me tell you, that, that two, shit. That $2,000 hit. That'll turn a boy into a man. Oh, baby. Listen. Yeah. I don't even want that. So the last two weeks. But what I will say is, okay, another instance was um, when my dad died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my dad was paying my rent from in college. Mm-hmm. So he would, um, of course, send me my money. So the way he had me set up was, he had me set up real nice. So I'm very appreciative and grateful of him. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is why I am the way I am today when it comes to, like, getting things done on my own. Now, I don't know. I'm just spoiled. So freshman year, my dad was just, well, one, he was just like, why the hell you want to go to school in Florida? Because he already knew money would be involved. Right. So I broke it down to him. I was like, listen, 
I just want to get out my own backyard. He understood because I had been in Atlanta. I just, I just want, I want to try something new. See, I'm that child. I, you know, I want to, I want to try something new. My heart is set on it. Let's, let me go. Let me, let me fly. Let me be free. In the back of his mind, he already thinking, I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to low key carry the load, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say you tonight I'm gonna carry your load. Right. So he already also knew that he was gonna have to get into it with my mom about it, cause my mom is real supportive. Like she's like, you know, like she'll try to steer me the right way in, in the support, but she gonna support. So she was like, you know, Jenny, you sure you wanna go to school? I'm like, yeah, let, let's go. Don't keep asking me the same question. So my freshman year, he set me up where I would um, he would send me two hundred dollars every two weeks. Damn. <laughs> so he was sending me $200 every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I didn't work my freshman year. Right? So um, so that's how I survived. And it's crazy how you can survive off $200 as a freshman in college. <laughs> right. And as an adult, $200 ain't shit. Ooh, at all. So then move off campus, come home, move off campus, go back to campus. And now at this point, I want my own apartment. So I had to come up here. I had to come to him with a student. Like he's, I'm low key learning adulting, mm-hmm. but not knowing that that's what I'm doing. Come in here with a plan because I know he has to pay for it. So I'm like, listen, this how much the rent is. What we got? So he's like, okay, cool. I can do that. Boom. So he paid my rent from 2010 to the to the day he died, which mm-hmm. was in March 2015. Mm-hmm. So I, but I had to take care of all the extra shit. The oil changes in my car. Gro- oh, no. I didn't even have to take care of grocery shopping because he would send me his food stamp card. Your daddy? Yeah. Well, he not his food stamp card, but, you know, my daddy was a hustler. If you, if, if like, people don't understand what kind. My daddy was a. Okay. Got it. Full bread hustler. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's in his body. It's in his system. Like, he can sell. What's the, what's the word? Sell water to a well. Right? Or, you can, However you want to. Whatever. I heard salt to a slug. Yeah. Yeah. That. So, he was getting. Um, a food stamp card that had like $500 on it every month. So he sent me that card and that lasted for like three years. So I was straight. It's just... <laughs> Where were you all my life? <laughs> Shit, so, if I would have done you better, nigga, give me some motherfucking <laughs> grocery Shit. And I would, you know what, Normie, I probably would have said, come on, Antonio, let's go to the grocery I store. I did get hip to the food stamp game, though. Yeah. I got me a little stamp stamp, you know. So, because I was, like, and then I was learning how to cook. I was, like, that's that's what I'm saying. I was learning how to be domestic. And Mm -hmm. then I had my friends around me. We were all supporting each other on our own journeys. So, it's, the when he died, let me wrap my story. When he died, the rent stopped. Mm -hmm. So, I had to figure out how the hell I was going to get this shit done. And I had never got it done before. Right. I had never needed I, I always relied on him to do it. Right. Because that was my daddy and I knew he would do it. Plus, he was doing it because he knew he didn't want no other nigga out there, out down there doing it for me. So, I'm going to do it for my child since she's down there. And I didn't have any family in that last. Mm-hmm. So, now I got to figure out how the hell I'm going to pay $500 in rent working at Buffalo Wild Wings. Checks not even maxing, not even meeting up to... Right. The, the 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 stuff I need to take care of. So luckily enough, the way God worked and the way things work, financial aid helped me mm-hmm. for like a semester and a half. And then the next year I was moving out back to Atlanta. 
So I think that shift, when that shift happened, I knew I needed to grow the fuck up and get my shit in order and yeah. figure it out. Because I was just having to. When you have somebody like giving you money, because you like it's it's just like think it's automatic. Yeah, like I'm like okay, woo. Like my daddy got me like my mm-hmm. my axle broke on my car. Guess who I called? Daddy. Daddy. But see, I had money saved up because mm-hmm. I wasn't just gonna come to him and be like, Dad, I need four hundred fifty dollars to fix my car. I, I had two hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So I called him. I'm like, Dad, I need my car. Mm, you know, being the the I'm a daddy's girl. I'm the baby of the family. So I'm like. I'm talking to him, but at the same time, I'm like, Dad, I need help. Yeah. So he hung up the phone, called me back. How much you need? I said, I need $200. He's like, okay, I'll send it to you tomorrow. That's like that's what type of relationship I had yeah. with him. And that's why like adulting is coming to me very slowly. Yeah. Because he literally died three years, four years? It'll be four years next year. So mm-hmm. he's like, this is all brand new and fresh to me. Like, I get it. So I'm I'm slowly but surely, and I admire people that know how to do it at an early onset age because that's just who they are. Mm-hmm. Like my best friend Evan, Evan is a great, she's a great independent individual. Mm-hmm. Like my other best friend Kiara, like she can she can get it in. It's just sometimes it takes other people longer. So yeah. me, it took me it's take it took me a little while. Yeah, Dalton hit me. It seemed like a Dalton just. Came spur- it was like during college some like I would get hit with shit and then it would just be like like what the fuck so when I was in college I was working for I worked at the Department of Justice for a couple of years or whatever lost that job being dumb um, so I lost that job so when that happened of course I had a car payment and whatever whatever and I just wasn't working so my dad was like, you know, you know, you worked the majority of your college career. Go ahead and enjoy yourself. I got you like your car. What do you what do you help pay for? You pay for my car, not pay for my car, but help me with my payments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, my rent was taken care of because you know we have stuff left over, you mm-hmm. know, from your net check or whatever. So what I can say is about my parents and stuff like that. Like people be having this perception of me that I'm just like this spoiled child. I mean, yes, I'm spoiled, but my parents teach me and have taught me (laughs) how to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't play that like coddling shit. Like when I graduated college, get a job, dad stopped paying for shit. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Then now, because his contract is over, right? And I appreciate him for doing mm-hmm. that. And then my mom's, and again, people be like, "Oh, your mom just spoils you." No, out of the two, out of my mom and dad, my mom is like, "Stop playing with me." Stop fucking playing with me. She like up oh, my purse is closed. Figure it out now. When stuff gets rough, like when I lost my job, right? Mama stepped in and held a nigga down. Like, I ain't even going front. But, of course, I had to, you know, pay her back and stuff like that. But she, she held the kid down. But they don't play that coddle, suck on yeah, the titty no. shit. They like, this is what it is. You have this. You are a grown man now, which is how it should be. You're a grown man now, and you have to figure it out. Right. You have to figure it out and grind on your own and figure this shit out because we are not always going to be here. Hello. And that's some real ass shit. Like, you have to sit down, figure it out. Like... When I was, um, like, sometimes when I be going through certain things, I don't even tell my parents because I be wanting to try to figure it out on my own 
Because, like, they're not always going to be here. And that's part of being an adult. You have to sit down, grind the shit out, and figure it out on your own. Yeah. Like, you really have to. Yeah. And and I feel like, man, this is not knocking nobody. I'm not taking no shot at nobody. And it sucks like me have to say that. But, (laughs) like, I feel like when you rely heavily on your parents as an adult, I feel like they're doing a disservice to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're making you lazy. Like, even as little as... Like, when I see these young men, you know, coming to school, right? <laughs> you would not believe how many young men, men's mothers or parents, oh, even have, have coddled them so bad. They don't, they don't know they fucking left from their right. Give me the mama. I'm asking, asking certain questions, and they look into the mama. Yeah. No, 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 young man, young man. Your mom not going to be here on this campus. when you. Baby, she finna go in two she days. She finna go in two days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, t- like. Like, I knew how to, I was doing grown man shit at the age of eight years old. I'm talking about washing clothes, vacuuming, and folding. Yeah. So when I hear that people don't even know how to wash no fucking clothes at 18, like, what the fuck is your parents doing? Washing their clothes at 18. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how to iron. Jenna, what the fuck? I don't know how to iron. What you mean? I don't know how to iron. I don't know. Since we're talking about domestic stuff, it's yeah, sweet. I don't know how to iron, so that's one adulting chore that I have not. You know how to wash and fold clothes. You know how I to do. clean. You know how to do all the ironing is not like the oh my god. I never had thing. to. Cause you did you just put your clothes in the dryer? No, my 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 dad ironed all my clothes. Like I think people understand. I was a true daddy's girl. Like I lost my best friend. Like. <laughs> That's yeah, so my, like my beautiful to, I, at my the dad same used to time. Iron my clothes, like every morning, he would like if I if, not every morning if I needed my iron, mm-hmm. he would iron my clothes. And then if if it would be cold outside, if it was cold outside mm-hmm. in, in North Carolina, he would um, you know how black parents or what black, we all grew up the same. You're pretty much right. So right. Open up the oven drawer, the oven door to heat the light downstairs mm-hmm. up because it's not it's, it's not yeah. So he would, if it was cold outside. And it was cold in the house, quite naturally. Mm-hmm. He would put my underwear on the oven door and warm them up so I could have warm underwear. I got the fucking go. <laughs> I'm so throwing shit. I'm was- over it. <laughs> so that's why I said adulting literally just came to me <laughs> four years ago. So one thing I can say about that is this. Whoever the man in your life is, whoever, oh, he, oh he got he really got to step up because your daddy really was that man. Hell. Your dad was yeah, that man. Yeah. <laughs> your daddy was that man that's why when i be i don't be cussing that because that man out i don't be cussing that man out Mm-mm. i be coming from life experiences that's amazing yeah so that's why i say adulting just came to me four years ago and i'm open and transparent and letting people know adulting literally just came to me four years ago and adulting is a scam yeah it's the ghetto the projects <laughs> i'm ready to get the fuck <laughs> ASAP. I think that's why we love homecoming so much. It we get to relax, back. release. We ain't gotta Yo. do no. We ain't gotta do no work. When we I don't t- have to do shit. When I tell you, I done put my, I done put my days in the college life. I done put my days in <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Monday. Cause I know I'm gonna have to. Rec- Cause I'm going. When I'm telling you, I'm going in this year. Cause I feel like this is gonna be like one of the last years I'm gonna, you know, it's be going. It's my ten year. I have to go. I'm going the fuck in. Like usually, I leave. First thing smoking Sunday morning. Not this year. Oh, if it's some stay. brunch shit going on, I'm brunching. 
I'm coming back to Atlanta looking the fuck terrible. That is the goal. That is the plan. I'm going to be slumped in my bed all day. Like, and that's to your point. Like, I really appreciate things like homecoming and vacations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because that homecoming gives you that sense of childhood. Like, young adulthood freedom. Yeah. Like, it's literally like party, drinking, yeah. seeing people. You don't really got to worry about tired. anything. Your body going to be hurting. You're going to be tired. But, honey, that's a good experience. Did you put so. your days in yet? Well, no, I have not put my days in yet. However, my manager went to FSU. Mm-hmm. He's from Miami. So, once I put that I'm going to homecoming, he's going to understand. I don't know if I'm coming back Monday, though. I might come back Sunday. No, 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 no. I'm coming back on Sunday for sure, but it won't be like, I usually leave like at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, damn, Antonio, why the fuck you leaving so early? Because I like to get back and rest. I'm still drunk at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning messing around. Oh, baby, but this year I got, I'm getting to some motherfucking thing. All right. I'm I'm going to hold you to that now. I'm going to hold you to that. So, we hope that you guys you know, can relate to this topic of adulting. And, of course, I mean, people ask, like, today, because originally we had a different topic that we were going to talk about. But then it was, like, such a, you know, just, like, a resounding response just from, you know, me saying 9 to 5 who came up with that. So I figured, you know, we could talk about this. So I'll be definitely looking forward to, you know, the responses, you know, that we get from, you know, people's experiences with adulting, different people's experiences with their job, like what their work culture is like, you know, things like that. So... Again, we always just appreciate, you know, everybody participating, showing us love, giving us suggestions and things like that. So this, so we're going to get into the king and queen of the week. I, I, I'm going to let Jenna go ahead and do the queen of the week because she absolutely knows this person, you know, better than I do. So the queen of the week will be Taylor Hawthorne. So she is a dear friend of mine. We celebrated her getting her master's this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt that it was special because I've seen her from fam grow into what she is now. Listen, she deserves. What did so, she get her master's in? Occupational therapy. So is that, I mean. Listen, I'm, listen, I, listen. I, when, she told, listen when she told me what she was doing, I said, okay, girl, just, just shoot for the stars. Yeah. I don't know shit about it. She tried to break it down to me. I think it's like. I know what occupational therapy is, but I was about to ask you, does she have to do any more schooling for it? Or is she done? No, she's done. She literally just has to take her board. Okay. So, my, she's studying diligently for that. So, mm-hmm. that's coming soon. We're going to speak into existence. Yeah. Because she's not a dummy. Right. <laughs> right. She's not. But um, I just want to, and, you know, we all, like, all, you know, a lot of us came together to support her, like, all the friends. And we just went out and we had a good time. Now, where we we weren't shit the next day, as you shouldn't have been. Because that hangover was some vicious. As you shouldn't but have been. But coming from day one, that hanging with her at fam, mm-hmm. loving her as a friend, it's just good to see somebody, you know, get their masters. And I, I mean, not not necessarily get their masters, but you know, like accomplish something that they've been working so hard. Right, on. exactly. You know, we always are about people progressing, mm-hmm. bettering themselves. Yeah, and, of so, course, if you've been there through the journey, so yeah. you know so you know the peaks and valleys and stuff. So now that's one down. It's like four more of us to go. So I'm going to be, be partied the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm going to go ahead and do the king of the week. The king of the week, um, 
I thought it would be great to honor, not honor, but just crown Meek Mill. Oh, yeah. They finally let my dog. They yeah, they finally let him off probation. Um, mm-hmm. He's like free and clear because like for the case that, you know, he was fighting and stuff like that. He was on probation for ten, almost like 10 years. Yeah. Especially for the case that that's like for the case that she that he was yeah they was just say that that's right a little extensive it, very extensive and it again it just goes to show like how fucked up our judicial system is and how um I feel like they're always trying not always trying to but you know always mm-hmm. keeping the black man down yeah and I'm also and I'm not just crowning him the king of the week just because you know he's all probation but just also for the fact that once he did get out of jail he did something right he did something right and he did something about the injustices that he sees in our um, judicial system right. and you know he's continuously fighting for the rights of other you know other black people or people of color you know who are experiencing or have experienced the same things that he has done so I always like when people have that human moment. Because, you right. know, sometimes stars, I feel like sometimes stars are a little bit detached from, like, real world and, like, yeah. real world problems. So they feel like, oh, just, like, ASAP Rocky's ass. Like, oh, just don't have nothing to do with me. Oh, yeah. You see how that ended up, though. And that shit came right back to bite him in his ass. Sure did. But, yeah, I just want to say shout out to Meek Mill and salute him for, again, getting on probation and then taking his lessons, applying them to real life and using his platform to help, you know, support others that may be in a similar situation. Shout out to me. So shout out to me. Shout out to Taylor. We salute you guys and just, you know, continue doing great things. Oh, side note. What? I need for Maria Sharapova Ooh. to just stop letting that girl be her ass like that. Serena Molly whopped the fuck out of Maria last <laughs> yeah, but night. We won't, I was, we won't. We not going to go. We not going to go deep into she be her ass. Yeah, that girl for ni- 19 times in a row. Like, at this point, honey, you just got to take your L, chalk that shit up, and you just hang up the tennis racket. And they have a nerve to say that's a rivalry. Mm. But nevertheless, the show is over. We, you know, we're expound on that. Sometimes I just know. I just, oh, she's also a queen of the week for beating that helper's ass. Beating her like she's, oh, God <laughs> All right. But now we thank you guys, you know, for tuning in and listening to another episode of Crown Conversation, the podcast. Oh, I did want to say that, that next week we might be taking another break. I'm not going to be here. You know, I'm going on vacation. So I'm not going to be here to record. Okay. I'm just letting the people know today. You know, we usually good with Y'all everything. know. Okay, so y'all, Labor Day, we taking off. So, you know, don't expect no episode next week because, you know, we're out. We're taking off, and everybody else will be celebrating. Not yeah. really listening. So, y'all so. make sure y'all get drunk, have a good time, be safe. Definitely be safe this weekend, Please y'all. Be safe because, you know, take an Uber, take a Lyft. Um, what else do you say normally? Call your mama. Call your mama. Call use your condoms, daddy. please. Yeah, just make sure everything is, you know, if you're going to fight, make sure you win. Make sure you slap some motherfuckers across the head if you're going to fight. But, you know, that's that's it. That's it, Antonio. The show is over, everybody. Uh, all right. Episode 10. Thank you for listening to Episode 10. We'll uh, be back in a week. All righty. Thank y'all.